Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean. From Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Our very own badass Bridget McCutcheon is having the time of her life. It's been so fun following her on social media. She left Wisconsin, I don't know, it seems like six months ago, on her motorbike, and now has uh, made her way down through Mexico. And I think, you know what, instead of trying to guess, let's just talk to Bridget. Hi, Bridget. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, we're doing fine. It's got to be like two in the morning where you are. Well, she's on the same no, time, it's, right? It's Ten thirty. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, she's not on a different <laughs> continent. She's on. She's in our time zone, or just one over, right, Bridget? Yeah, I'm in um, Colombia, so I'm just like I'm the same time zone as New York. Wow. I need Come to maybe, on, I should maybe consult a map. <laughs> yeah. Let me do a little prep, Kenny. Come on. I've got a million, I've got a million questions for you. And first, uh, how many tires have you gone through? Mm, one pair. Not bad. Wow. That's no. How many times? I actually. You... Go ahead. Yeah. I just changed. Um, the first time I changed tires on this trip was when I went from, the u.s to mexico and then i've had the rear tire from that on i still have that tire on but i recently changed the front so cool not so bad makes a big difference does it especially in the front you get a new front on it's like oh wow what a difference this makes uh second question is also yeah i was running um a rear dirt bike tire as my front because at the time that was all they had Oh, oh wow. God. Oh, wow. That wow. makes high doesn't that make highway driving a little interesting when you've got a big knobby up front? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was fine. It was great off road. Yeah, I bet. Well speaking of off road, how many times have you had to put it down? Uh, <laughs> many. You taught me something, Bridget, that I had never I've never used your method and I just saw it yesterday or the day before. It's brilliant. When you pick up your bike, you back up to it and pick it up backwards and use your back. That is absolutely brilliant. Thank you. um, So I'm taking, I'm not using my back. I'm using my legs. Yeah. And that's like, you know, you try and keep your back as straight as possible, which is sort of the principle for lifting anything heavy. Right. Uh, But that's like, I didn't come up with that. That's like 
you know, the best technique that I've been taught, but it was, you know, taught to me by someone else and taught to them by someone else. But yeah, it's solid. Do you get a little bit of arm pump when you're riding off road, meaning your forearms just lock up? Mm, Not too bad. My legs will get sore after a while. Yeah. What are the highlights? Go ahead. It's good to see, Bridget, that, you know, whenever you first started your journey, um, and can you remind folks, just for people that just joined us, what are you doing? Because we didn't yeah. really set the stage here. We're, no, not at all. We feel like we're <laughs> friends with you, but yeah. um, let, let everybody know the record you're trying to beat uh, and, and what you're doing. I am attempting to set the world record for the youngest person to go around the world on a motorcycle. And that I am currently awesome. in Bogota, Colombia. Fantastic. It's good to see that you're with people. I think when you took off, I was a little worried as a mom would be that you were alone (laughs) on your journey, but you're having so much fun. I follow you on Instagram and it seems like people are supporting you along the way and uh, you're not alone. Not that you can have that, but good deal. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. um, I currently, I have a writing partner, Kiva Karma Frank. Uh, (laughs) She's great. She's really awesome. Um, and we've met up with some other motorcyclists recently, actually. For a long time, it was, like, just us. Like, we didn't really see anyone else. And then recently, we've been meeting up with some other people, which is really cool. How long is she going to stay with you, Bridget? Pretty much as long as she can. Um, we're both pretty certain that she's going to be with me for the entirety of South America. Wow. We don't That's know if fantastic. she's going to be able to go over to Europe. She won't be able to go into Russia with me because she doesn't have a visa. Gotcha. Um, but that's okay. What, what happened a month or so ago? What caused you all of a sudden? You were still, uh, we were still worried about you financially. And then all of a sudden your financial <laughs> goals were met. Did a corporation or somebody cool step up and cut a check what happened there bridget so i had an article come out on cnn news and after that my story kind of blew up yeah at least mostly like i've had a lot of other interviews since then with like some really decent sized um like news motorcycle news articles and like other stuff like that and that really like that really set me up. And previously, and this is something I found out recently, previously I thought my shipping my bike from Argentina to Spain was going to be like seven thousand dollars. And now it's yeah. look like it's looking like it's going to be around three. Oh which is so nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And we're so happy that you found the people and the exposure that you need to to do this because we did all we could our little podcast yeah. that gets, you know, around 10,000 uh-huh. listeners, you know, a, a week or so. Um, right, Ross? That's, yeah. It's, 15,000. We'll go. We'll 15, go with that. 15,000. Let's, let's so, say 25,000. Yeah, it's round up. Yeah. So, so you know, we were doing all we could, but I'm just so, I mean, I know we all are so excited to see that you're going to be able to, to uh, complete this journey. Oh, me too. And I'm actually, so I've been thinking about this, especially since I've like had this big influx of funding. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been thinking about like what it happens if I have a bunch of extra money left over by the end of this trip, which seems very unlikely. But 
I've been working on this idea where I set up like a scholarship for other people that want to do trips like this, like young people that otherwise wouldn't have the funds or the resources to go on like motorcycle trips like this and be able to set something up to like help them monetarily or with like motorcycle gear or even with a motorcycle. And I would really love to see that like come into the world before you do that bridget any thought into like double or nothing at one of the local casinos or maybe taking it to vegas i'm okay no, i think your intentions are, are definitely pure there um and, and that's why i would uh, advise against doing that um pocket as much as you possibly can Bridget. Oh, said, put this in your no you're gonna need this money down the road who knows how many motorcycle trips are in your future in the next 20 30 years uh i i, I think this should go into your from your left pocket to your right pocket oh my gosh she is a oh, loving giving also, person like, <laughs> so there's like this organization like or however it ends up turning out hopefully that it does turn out like i would have I would probably set something up with some of the companies that I've worked with, like probably doing something with Moscow Moto or Tucker Power Sports, like my sponsors now yeah. who mm. are interested. Like it's in everyone's benefit to get the younger generation involved in this sort of adventuring. Right. Um, and that's one of the big questions in the motorcycle community is like, why aren't there any younger riders? Like we, just the other day we met the only other person that's, like almost as young as us and oh. his name is Deacon and he's from Norway and he's riding down to Ushuaia um, oh, and he's wow. 23 and he's like the youngest person we've met on a motorcycle other than us. Oh, I, wow. I, we've I, met I a lot of people. About that. So there aren't a lot of people passing down the, the tradition or enough people interested in riding. You're just not seeing a younger generation. I never thought about that. Well, there's, there's definitely a lot of younger people that are interested, but it's like mm. they keep being told, like, you can't do it now. You have to wait until yeah. you're, like, super financially secure or, yeah. huh. you know, it's dangerous. Gotcha. Or they're doing other things. It, it, sometimes it doesn't even cross their mind. They're like, oh, I'll do that when I'm, you know, 50 or whatever. It's, it's or, but so you can do bad. it now, and it's great doing it now. <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny how motorcycle trends have changed throughout the years because you're so correct. Mm-hmm. In the 70s, when I was a tiny kid, it was mostly young guys in high school and in college that would get mm-hmm. on whatever bike they had and mm-hmm. just hit the road and go wherever they'd end up. And I'm talking all the way to California and back. And yeah. and now now we're seeing where old guys in their 40s and 50s who've never ridden before are going out and buying Harleys and then crashing and getting hurt. (laughs) And I've always kind of felt badly for those guys because they don't have the skills that you acquire at a young age Mm -hmm. um, falling down. I think one of the best things that that helped me, Bridget, when I was a kid in high school, I decided one year – I'm going to ride my motorcycle to school every single day in the winter. And every single day in the winter, I fell down. Uh, And and it teaches Mm -hmm. you, it really teaches you how to fall and how to handle a motorcycle and what to do when things Mm -hmm. go wrong. Uh, So that's a really interesting trend that you brought up. Yeah. And I think, I think there is like a genuine interest in the younger crowd in motorcycling, but a lot of it is like, you know, small crotch rockets and like small displacement bikes. Yep. Which is like, that's what I'm on is 
is a small displacement adventure bike. And there's um, Royal Enfield makes a motorcycle called the Himalayan, which yes. is like the only other adventure bike that's cheaper than mine. Yeah. And would totally work for, you know, some kid to go on an adventure with because it's a super cheap bike. Yeah. Uh, you have to fix it a lot, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like the old school AMF Harleys. Uh, you may as well just bring a whole tool chest along and all the parts you can carry because it's going to break down. <laughs> oh, for sure. But there's starting to be like an interest in smaller displacement, like adventure bikes. Yeah. And I think that's letting like people from the younger generation have access to it. But because before it was huge motorcycles, right? It was like, right. you know, the GS, which is just an absolute tank, right? Pretty much any GS you have, except you know, like the little ones. So it's really cool. It's really cool to see that happen. Bridget, what's the weirdest thing you've seen so far in your travels? Oh God, <laughs> weirdest? Yeah, yeah, crazy. Well, I don't know. Naked guys on the side of the road? No, oh. no, no. Are For you what serious? Reason? Oh, yeah. Is it is it hot? I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> did they know you were arriving or what's the deal no they we were just riding down the road and then there was this happened twice what? in different countries oh hey how you doing <laughs> closed oh, optional countries huh we were, yeah we were literally just riding down the road and then uh. like Kiva's dad came to visit and we were in Mexico and me and Kiva and her dad were all riding down the road and I was in front and I was like, oh my God, guys, there's a naked guy. And they're like, what? <laughs> no, you don't want to stop to help because he might just be having a stroll. You never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. It was, it was wow. weird. Well, oh. twice it happened in different countries? It happened twice, yeah, there was. Yeah, the second time, I think, was uh, Nicaragua. Oh, gosh. And, okay. Yeah, and I'm really sorry yeah. about that, Bridget. I didn't know other people would be around or that people were <laughs> intruding in my vacation, Stupid. so I'm sorry. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, we Hopefully, yeah. you won't see any in Russia. I mean, it's too cold, right? No. I mean... Ooh. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Well, no more naked guys. Really? Let's, let's just. Yeah. yeah it's really can... quite enough naked men for the one motorcycle trip. Absolutely. Or maybe for life. Who knows? You know, God, yes, that's yes, going to scar yeah. you. What can, what can we do for you? Is there anything you need? Anything we can put the word out and, uh, you know, maybe send something your way other than good vibes? Um, I think honestly, good vibes. Like I've gotten into a pretty good rhythm at this point. Yeah. Great. Um, and I think I'll take the good vibes. What's your Instagram? I, you know, my Instagram so people- is bike.will, as in I will travel. So bike will travel. And also, I found out you can just look up my name on Instagram and I just show up. So if you oh, look up cool. Bridget, I catch it. Nice. See, yes. I, I have a question about uh, Panama. I've always wanted to go to the uh, Pam- Panama-, Panama Canal. W- was that memorable mm-hmm. or was it just, eh, whatever? It was okay. So it was a holiday because it was like around New Year's. So we didn't really get to go into the canal, but we did go next to it. I thought it was really awesome because I'm into boats. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so the, the infrastructure there was just spectacular, like hundreds of boats 
hundreds of ships go through there like wow, yeah. all the time. And they have like this infrastructure sh- set up to handle them. So everything is huge. And mm. it's really, I just thought it was really, really cool. Of course. Yeah. You're going to be seeing so many things. Is there anything you're looking forward to um, uh, in the near future mm. that you're going to see? Um, I'm hope. Okay. So obviously there's a situation in Peru right now. So I'm not sure if mm. I'm going to be able to see Machu Picchu, but in, um, oh, what's the name of the country with the cell phone? It's not Brazil. It starts Bolivia. Bolivia, so yeah. Class in Bolivia that I'm super excited to go to because they're oh. huge and you can just ride around on them for days. Wow, very cool. Well, I'm sure we'll see it on your Instagram. That's awesome. Oh, yes. Bridget, has everybody, I, I'm just curious because I've oscillated between people being awful and people being good i can't make up my mind have you for the most part everybody that's greeted you that's been around you good experiences oh yeah for sure there's i can count on one hand the amount of bad experience that i've had and i'm pretty much using only two fingers (laughs) (laughs) that's great okay no every pretty much everybody has been really kind and really excited i guess about like what me and kiva are doing and what i'm doing um and they people are most of the time they're pretty nice travelers as long as you know you're nice to them there's i always try and keep in the mindset like i'm in their country like these i do not get to apply like my american rules to how their society and their country works like whatever they say pretty much goes good 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 for you i mean a lot of people don't even learn that when they're traveling overseas at age 60 so right good good for you (laughs) the ugly american thing yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, that's awesome yeah i have a logistics question so i'm looking at um Mm -hmm. panama and it looks like mm-hmm. Highway 1 just ends somewhere in <laughs> Yavaza, Yavaza, and there's no more roads. Correct. Uh, what, what the hell did you do there? We flew our motorcycles over here. Okay. We flew from Panama City to Bogota with this really nice company called Cargo Rider, and I'm probably going to use them to ship my motorcycle over to Spain. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, me, Kiva, and Deacon all flew our motorcycles over here. Fantastic. And where did you where did you put in at in uh, Colombia? Oh, Bogota. Oh, Jeez. right in Bogota. Oh, wow, sweet. Hmm. I mean, you know, back in the day, even suggesting that somebody would go to Bogota, Colombia, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's a danger. It used to be a pretty dangerous place. Uh, did did you feel that or I I'm I'm sorry I'm being so oh John I'm picturing no, I'm p- okay. picturing piles like of cocaine lords. on the side of the road yeah, exactly <laughs> like exactly her, her riding Not... her bike like through drug lords and there's gunfire and you know <laughs> sorry to the people of Bogota but you know that, that's our perception not, not quite okay. um, the city is really beautiful it's. There's definitely parts of it that are a little run down, but there mm-hmm. is so much street art. And it's not just graffiti, like it's murals. And the uh-huh. whole city is covered with it. Like literally, you can't go two blocks without seeing somebody's art, which is really, really cool. It definitely has like 
a be careful vibe to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not really something I don't think I would want to be like walking around at night yeah, by myself of course. or anything. <laughs> sure. Um, but I think as long as you keep your head on your shoulders, you'll be yeah. fine. No one's going to mess with you. How far south are you going yeah. in South America? All the way. Ushuaia, man. All the way down through uh, <laughs> Argentina? Yeah, yeah. So right now the plan is all the way to Ushuaia, Argentina, which is like the furthest south town you can get in the world or something like that. Right. And then um, I'm going to go back up the east side of South America to Buenos Aires and then ship the bike from Buenos Aires to Madrid, Spain. Wow. Oh my gosh. I just, this, isn't that cool? It it's just so blows cool. me away. Here we are talking about, you know, all of this negative stuff, but really let's just bask in the wonder of the fact that all this great stuff that you get to see and what you get to do. I mean, we're just so excited for you. Oh, thanks. I wish I had what for me. I wish I had what you have. I don't even want to ride my motorcycle into town. It's three miles. <laughs> that, that's where I'm at in life, Bridget. And you, well, you're... you know what? Sometimes I don't want to ride my motorcycle into town. Okay. It's way more exciting to ride it across the continent. That's right, you know, I've had discussions with old guys. You know, well, should let's let's hop on the bikes next year and go out to Yellowstone or something. And they're like, nah. Can I no. take the truck? <laughs> you you got to do it, Kenny. You got to do it. Be inspired was, by Bridget. That was us last night. Uh, me and Kiva went to this thing called Gringo Tuesdays, and it's basically like a language exchange. I know it sounds interesting. Um, <laughs> but we were riding over there, and it was like 20 minutes, 30 minutes away. But it was raining, and we couldn't oh. see, and it was dark, and we were like, yeah. we should just take a cab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yes. Wow. 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 Very good. Well, I'm, I'm so, uh, we're so thrilled for you, and uh, we'll be following your journey, and, uh, and it, it's just going to be, it's just going to be awesome. We just know you're going to have so much more fun than you're already having. It's an experience of a lifetime. We don't need to tell you that. And we just, we're so thankful that you were able to take some time to pick up the phone and talk to us again. Yeah. And I want you to post oh, on course. social every single second you possibly can, because you're just, <laughs> you're so happy and it looks like you're having so much fun. And w whenever I look at some posting of yours, it just, I don't know, I, I don't want to sound lame, but it just makes me feel better. <laughs> Does. It really does, Bridget. It's just I, so cool. Aw, thanks, like, guys. Well, you're I'm, the coolest I'm posting person. as much as I can. Yeah, you're kind of, I don't know you personally, but you're kind of the coolest person I've ever talked to. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I feel like I do know you. I, I feel like we're close buddies. Yeah, uh, yeah and, and I'm really, really pulling for you here. Is, is there anything we should pass along to your mom and dad? Because I know they're listening and they keep in touch. Uh, you're, you're talking to them frequently, right? I'm, I'm talking to them consistently. Okay, good, good. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's hard because, you know, you're on the road all day and you don't right. have service or anything. Right. Um, Mom, Dad, I love you very much. And... I know it's snowing there, and I just want you to know that it's 
80 here and really oh, funny. <laughs> all right. Uh, look, we got to go, so Bridget. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to tear up a little bit there, but then I got angry. That's so not fair. Freezing rain today, Bridget. Everybody is in the ditch today. Everybody. Mm. Oh, gosh. Have a great time, though, honestly. Yeah. Good Uh, luck. We can't wait to talk to you again. Hopefully, we'll be able to do that at some point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I will will make time. Cool. And give our love to your buddy, too. I'm glad she's going along. That's cool. Makes me feel better. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, I'm glad she's here too. It's really nice to have someone else to like, you know, be in awe with. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How sweet is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very I cool. Will, I'll just I'll just say this one last thing because it's really funny. We kept seeing really really cool things on the motorcycle, and we would be like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" And we'd like really freak each other out because we thought like one of us was crashing. And so now <laughs> instead of saying that's really cool, we yeah. say waffles. So we'll be waffles. Like waffles to the left. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> wow. Yes. Well, thank you so much for taking time, Bridget, and good luck. We're we're really All pulling right. for you, and we love you. Aw. Thanks, guys. Okay. All right. Thanks, I Bridget. I love you guys, too. I'll keep going. <laughs> Bye. What do you say to somebody on a motorcycle? Keep them on the road, or what is it? I don't know. Keep it upright. <laughs> Keep it upright. Keep it yeah. upright. Oh. Yep. God, she's uh, so inspiring. It makes God, me God, feel so correct. happy. She's the coolest person in the world. Your career. You're I, I've talked to rock stars and tons of people in this business, but she is far for sure yep. the yep. most courageous, yep. just genuine, coolest person I've ever talked to. Yeah. And yep. inspiring. I mean, it's like you're you're feeling down in the dumps because everybody has a cold or like I have covid right now recovering or you know it's just dreary and life is the way it is and then you talk to her and you just feel more positive about Mm -hmm. everything that the last 25 minutes just erased all the anguish and anger that was created all morning watching people crash for me on the freeway just erased it all and we hope everybody listening out there you crabby crabbies what are they um heads? i think we went with crabbies or hoopleheads okay yeah Crabsters. speaking of uh hoopleheads ross were you able to make a connection with my buddy yeah your buddy's on the line right now okay oh, speaking speaking of driving i've been tormented and plagued by this one guy this one <laughs> listener and one guy on twitter for a long long time he will not give me a break and now he's a listener of this podcast don and he's the guy that keeps sending us butt stories. We wouldn't have to do these butt stories if it wasn't for my buddy Vic Dorso, who happens to be a semi-driver, and that's the reason why we want to talk to Vic today. Hi, Vic. How you doing? Hi, Kenny. How you, do you doing? Get, you're pulled over, right? I'm not. I oh, won't yeah. talk to you if you're driving. I am not driving right now. So I've got so many questions about <laughs> steering wheel holders. Why is it? And I say this frequently on my talk, most people are getting to work just fine. Even though it looks like there's a million people crashing, the majority of people make it to work on time. And the same can be said for guys driving 18 wheelers. Most of them are doing really well and they're maintaining, but more and more every day. And then especially days like this, we see jackknifed and in the ditch and stuck on ramps and loops. What is it? with the current crop of drivers that they're so damn awful. 
Well, Kenny, um, I'm going to put a lot of it to um, automatic transmissions and semi-trucks and um, cruise control. Yeah. These guys uh, get in their semi-trucks, they point it down the down the road, and they set the cruise control. It's got an automatic transmission, and same as with a car. You go over a bridge deck or you hit a patch of ice or something like that, the the tandems come out from underneath you, and you have an instant jackknife. Uh, and experience, too. You know, I mean, I've got 30-plus years going down the road, and you can feel it in the seat of your pants, you know, yeah. when you're going down the road, and you can, you, you know, uh-oh, it's a little icy out, i got to back it off. Or, you know, but these young drivers, like I said, they're so comfortable, these brand-new trucks with automatic transmissions and stuff, that's what's happening. Okay, you just hit on something, and I've, this is absolutely true for what you guys call people in four-wheelers, automobiles, cars, pickups, etc. It's the GD cruise control where they set the cruise and they never touch the throttle or the brake until they get to their destination. Is this why I get stuck behind a semi in the left lane that takes five miles to pass another semi is it because they just won't put their foot on the pedal and speed up or is it something else is it a governor what is it it's 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 if it's a larger company it's mainly the governor um insurance companies have been out there um enforcing a rule with a lot of these companies that say we don't want your trucks to go over x number miles an hour because you've had so Mm. many accidents Sure. And so they will dictate to these trucking companies, all right, your trucks can only go 72 miles an hour. And, Kenny, that's why you're you're sitting there racing uh, or, you know, they're trying to pass each other and it's you're scratching your head going, okay, this is going to take forever to get around them. And right. Stuff, so. Right. And, and it really drives me pe- uh, crazy with people in cars because my whole deal is the flow. If I'm going to pass some guy going one mile per hour slower than me and I see traffic coming up behind me, I get on the throttle and I get by that guy and I get over it so this so they don't have to slow down and back up and get PO'd at me. It's it's just one of those things. Now, uh, Dawn is notorious for cutting semis off. I, I've seen her do it. She'll pull right in on your front bumper. <laughs> okay, that's not true. But uh, can you just explain for those of uh, those drivers that don't know what you're going through up there in that cab when people come right up on your tail and they disappear in your mirrors, oh. and then as soon as they get on your bumper, they pull in front of you. How's how's that make you feel as a driver, Vic? You guys, oh, my dad just blinked away. Um, let's, let's just put it this way. It's <laughs> most infuriating when you have 80,000 pounds of stuff, you know, you're 80,000 pounds going down the road, and you're breaking to, let's say, go on to 390, from 394 to 94 east. Okay, yeah. You, you, know, you know what I'm talking yep, about. Yep, yep, I'm, yep. Break, I'm breaking there because i am got to slow down, but I've left enough room in front of me just in case. Yeah. And then they swoop in, and you're just like, oh, great. You know, then you're jamming on the brakes even harder because, you know, it's just, oh, it's, that's the most infuriating right there. Done. Go ahead, Vic. Finish. I got it. Wait, wait. I got to tell you. So my dad has passed away, but he was a a, a, a Greyhound 
or a Trailways bus driver for a lot of his life. He's blinking the light right now in my room. Like it keeps blinking on and off and it's him. He is so pissed off is what you're talking about because you can't see people in your, I'm, it's hilarious. I'm just, I'm freaking out right now. Sorry, I just need to tell you that I'm having a paranormal experience right now. That's awesome. Because Vic, you're setting my dad off right That's now. That's awesome. Plus, a little known fact, Don is heavily medicated right now. So that's just making, <laughs> no. making it all the more worse for her. And this is a change from when? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what I don't get is I when I drive, it, people drive me crazy, and I'm just driving a little car. If I were driving a semi, I'd be worried I was going to do oh, something. Sure. I'm assuming Vic, you're much much more calm than I am when you're driving. Um. Well, <laughs> I've seen some of the language you use on Twitter. Yeah. What's it like going through a mountain pass with a, a full load, and that load is pushing you down the hill? How's that make a oh, guy feel? Well, it depends on how much weight you have behind you. I mean, and the weather conditions. You know, normally it isn't so bad, but you know, when you got forty-five thousand pounds of turkeys or chickens or whatever you got back there, and you're going down the hill, and let's say it's a nine percent grade, and your brakes are starting to smoke, and you're yeah. like, okay, oh my God. Let's, let's make sure yeah. we know where the next runaway truck ramp is. Okay. Now, knock on wood, I've never used one. but Okay, that was my question. <laughs> yeah, I've never used one, but that's because I actually walk around my truck once in a while and check the brakes and stuff like that and make sure, <laughs> yeah, make sure things. But, Every you time. Got these, but these steering wheel holders, they're not taught that stuff. They, 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 okay, there's new school and old school drivers. Old school drivers... They know how to walk around the truck. They know how to adjust their brakes. They know what they're looking for and stuff like that. These new drivers, the companies don't even want them to touch the truck. If a light is out, they'll say, go to XYZ shop and get the light fixed. Are you kidding they don't me? Wanna... Nope, what? I'm not kidding you. I worked for a company in that was out of Georgia, and they didn't want us replacing lights on, on the trucks we sent them out at $140 an hour to get the lights fixed on the semi-trucks. Wow. I, yep. What are your thoughts about the schools that are turning out these drivers these days? You, you got anything to say to them, folks? Yeah. Uh, instead of uh, two weeks of behind the wheel, they should at least have eight weeks of behind the wheel. Two weeks? Two weeks, no. Don. Yep, two weeks. It? <laughs> all they got to do, all they got to do, is figure out how to keep it between the lines going down the road because they have an automatic transmission. They don't know how to shift and stuff like that, and they oh. got to keep it between the lines and not rolling out over any curbs. And that's basically all you need to do to get a CDL anymore. I can't even. Wow. That makes oh me so God. angry. That makes me so upset. Uh -huh. Let me tell you a story, Vic. It was a. It had to be five years ago or now, and there was a semi rollover on the northbound 35W ramp to westbound or southbound 13 in Burnsville. You know that loop? Yep. Yep. The semi was on its side, and um, I didn't report this at a t at the time because I knew it. Um, um, but I was told maybe keep your hat, uh, keep this one quiet. The guy that was the passenger seat in that semi was the driving instructor. Yikes! No yeah. way. I could, I, I, I could totally believe it. I, yeah. I you know, it, it's it's like watching these trucks that go underneath the uh, uh, Broadway, yes. you know, Broadway in Washington. That bridge yes. there, you yeah. see these semi trucks. The bridge says thirteen foot, and they just 
slice the roof right off. Every week you can see a truck do that there. Yeah. It's like we need a camera sitting there because it's like it says right there, low clearance. I mean, how much more information do you need? You know? Have you guys ever seen the video on YouTube? There's a famous uh, bridge near, I think it's in the Carolinas, where this happens over and over and yes. over again. Yeah, it's, it is. It's 15, 15 minutes of yeah. the trucks sawing yeah. off their tops. It is sad and hilarious at the same time. So oh, uh, I, another question for you, Vic. Um, we've got a mutual friend, uh, um, at least a Twitter buddy, Megan. And she works in shipping and receiving or freight forwarding or some damn thing like that. And she likes telling stories about these steering wheel holders that can't back up to a dock. Have you ever been so frustrated with a driver in a yard somewhere that you get out of your truck, pull him out of his truck, and back his rig up to a door? Have you ever had to do that? Uh, numerous times. Oh, man. <laughs> oh no! I've had, I've had them. I've had I've had guys be sent into some of the places I go to, and I drive a day cab, so I don't have a sleeper on it. Mm-hmm. I got all the windows, all the mirrors, everything else, and I've had them sitting there trying to back in a sleeper, a super sleeper, or something like that into these places that it, they have no right to be in at all because the building was built like in the 1930s or 40s or something like that and they've got a 53 foot trailer and and they're trying to back in here and you're just looking at them going yeah how long is this going to take so after about 10 minutes i walk over there and i just say drop your trailer and i drop mine and i'll back my tractor underneath it be in the be in the dock in like a minute and a half if that Mm. and and I'll pull off from underneath them and just shake my head. And then I'll back my trailer beside them. You know, it's just like, okay, everybody's, everybody's let's just get going. There's a one place up in, uh, off of uh, Casota Boulevard that's famous for that because it's an S-shaped back end. You, it, you're like a reverse S. You got to back it in off the street, around some stuff, and then back in around some trailers. So it's like a fast curve. What the hell? Let's just make it as hard on the driver as possible. Uh, Vic, if only you could see Don's face half the time you're you're talking about some of this stuff. It's incredible. Don, you you spent a a lot of time driving a dock truck across the country. Just a straight rig, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you have you have a little knowledge of what it's like, especially getting in and out of stadiums. I bet. Oh, well, Don's sure. probably Don's probably been to some of the places I bet to. Uh, Moscone Center in San Francisco. Yeah. That's a lovely place to go Ooh, to. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Jacob Javits Center, in New York City, lovely place to drive a truck to. Or the. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, I had other people with me. It wasn't just me, so we would trade off and stuff. Um, but I felt by the end of it, you know, pretty good about, you know, doing hard, hard well, trips. You like did that. it in a straight truck, Don. Imagine me doing it in a semi-truck no. with a sleeper and a 53-foot trailer. No, that's that's rough. So I so feel for you. My, uh, you're going to leave us with some advice here. My advice to people when dealing with semis uh, on the freeway is get by them as quick as possible. Don't linger in their blind spot, don't linger next to them. Get um, by them, get way out in front of them, and then move over. Uh, from your perspective, what can you tell the rest of us about driving around you guys? Never hang out on the right side of a semi-truck. So if, if a truck is, you're up on the right side of a semi-truck, either get ahead of them or yeah. slow down. First rule, uh, if they can't see you because of inclement weather, that is the worst place to be period, because you will get pushed off the side of the road if they can't see you. Headlights on, 
always if you're if you're uh going down the road it helps you see the other cars or it helps us see you if you yep. have your headlights on yep. um let's see here what other if you stuff can't in- see my mirrors i'm saying me if i'm in the truck if they can't yeah. see my mirrors i can't see you so you need to be that far back and it makes me so mad i'm trying to stay away from these trucks and people you know people will yeah. be on your butt and and like you just need to stay away from you guys as much as yeah. you can um entering merges and stuff like that uh remember that it takes us a heck of a lot longer to stop a semi truck than you could possibly imagine mm-hmm. and you don't know how much weight is in that semi truck it could be empty it could be fully loaded it just mm-hmm. depends uh you don't you don't know you can't see in there so just that's dependent on where we're going to stop. It's just how long it's going to take for that semi truck to stop is how much weight is in the truck. So, I mean, that's a big, that's a big one too. Um, let's see here. That's about it. Just don't hang out by a semi truck. You know, okay. stay 40 feet back. 40 one more feet back would be a good right. rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One more question. When I give you the finger, does that make you a better <laughs> driver or does that just make me feel better? No, it just tells me I'm number one, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vic, uh, you can't see me, but I'm giving you the finger right now. Get off my program, buddy. <laughs> all right. Anytime, Kenny. Vic, and I'm, thank, yeah, I'm giving and you the for horn all... sign right now, too, yeah. by the way. Yeah. yeah well, and, and thanks for all the butt stories, Vic, you weirdo. <laughs> You're the one that likes them, not me. I just, right. I just Ross, hang up on Vic. Hang up on see Vic. See you, Vic. <laughs> Bye. All right. Uh, that's all I've got really for the show. I just, I wanted to talk to Bridget and I've always, and it was a toss up this morning about which driver. I have two really good friends on Twitter, Vic and uh, Josh Crook. And Josh drives for a company that hauls the mail. I I mean, in my way of speaking, hauling the mail is equal to hauling ass, but uh, uh, Josh actually hauls the mail. And uh, I I just, I didn't want to get him in trouble. I didn't right. want to talk to uh, Josh when he was on the road or driving for somebody else. And uh, Vic, I don't care about because I think he's driving his own rig. And uh, I just told him ahead of time, pull it over when we call you. So um, I was glad that he had a, actually the option to pull it over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because so many of these drivers are, I don't know what it's like anymore, but it used to be that they were pushed so hard yeah. to keep driving and they just didn't have time to pull over. Oh, they you- go to the bathroom. Don, you should see the rest areas these days. Speaking about uh, being pushed and then keeping a schedule, I don't know what it is if you can't drive for over eight hours or ten hours. But at night, the uh, the rest areas are backed up, completely backed up, and full of semis, and you just don't see a lot of them driving overnight anymore. Is Grandma's phone ringing? What's happening? Oh, my dad's calling, and when he calls, oh. <laughs> he calls me eight times in a row until Sorry. I finally answer. I he doesn't it was care. Make fun of John. He doesn't care if I'm in the middle of surgery right now. He wants he wants to talk to me, and he wants to talk to me now. Okay, well, we better go then. Uh, yeah, that's all I have. i got to um, talk about the Golden Globes with Bradley. Yeah, <laughs> and plus you're heavily medicated, so you're on, that, you're on that roller coaster. Well, I hope you feel better. You think you'll be back yeah. next week? Absolutely, I'll be back. Yeah. Good. I just can't drive today because I literally, you know, yeah. I'm goofy. You're too high. Five seconds. You're goofy. Thank you for listening, everybody. Join us again next week. Thanks for listening to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.